0: Welcome, Saslo Show 2.0. It is a Thursday, the 14th of December. Good to have you aboard, part of the Believe Podcast Network, and presented as always by our title sponsor, everything, Saslo Show 2.0, Anna Jar Levine, accident attorneys, 800 747 800 747 3733. If you've been in an accident, doesn't matter what kind, you're dealing with an injury, no fault of your own. To let Anna and Levine put their skills to work for you, get you the compensation you deserve. 800-747-FREE. 800-747-3733. We're almost there. We're almost at the end of the week. But in the meantime, we got a really fun sports night tonight, so I'm so glad to have you aboard here today. All the major pro sports are in action this week. We got the college football playoffs on the horizon. BetOnline, your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. That includes news for pro football, the NBA, upcoming fights, NHL games. Head to the website today to get into the action and see all the updated odds for the week. Remember, use our promo code BELIEVE, BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts so we're gonna do a bunch of nba today it is thursday which means i've opened up the mailbag to you guys got a few questions so we'll do a little bit of that coming up as well our pal is jamie eisenberg cbs sports fantasy football he joins us every thursday to help us get our lineup set with week 15 starting tonight chargers and rain and raiders shit burger game but it's fantasy football playoffs now my team did an excellent job they earned a bye all right so my guys get to rest this week. But most of us have fantasy football playoffs that begin tonight. So Jamie will help us set our lineup, get us all set in that regard. We'll talk to him about Dolphins. We'll, we'll do some of that good stuff with him as well. But even though the football is not great tonight, the Heat the Heat won last night. Uh, you know, 115-104 like did a nice job. Last night you had Duncan Robinson continuing uh, a, a tremendous Start to this season for Duncan, who I told you, when Hero comes back, you cannot take Duncan Robinson out of the starting lineup. You can't do it. He spreads things for those guys. He opens things up. I'm not saying Tyler shouldn't start. Tyler should start for Kyle Lowry, all right? Lowry, by the way, terrific game last night. Four for four from three, five for five overall. But Robinson, he led the Heat with 23 points. Your boy! Jaime Jaquez Jr., 17 off the bench. Last night, I was able to give Jaime Jaquez Jr. some love. I went on BetMGM live last night, uh, part of the the Odyssey betting network. BetQL went on BetMGM last night with my friend Trista Crick. I know you guys hate her because she's got a label as kind of of a heat hater. She's a very sweet girl, and I like her a lot. So I was on with Trista last night on on BetMGM, and I, I like going on with those guys. I was able to give Jaime Jaquez Jr. some love. He's probably, he's the third best rookie. And he's made, look, Victor Wembanyama was awesome last night. But Jaime Jaquez Jr. is the third best rookie. And he's doing it on a team that has championship aspirations. He's doing it on a team that is winning right now. Chet Holmgren is all. Chet Holmgren's been the best rookie. Chet Holmgren is as well. But we all know Chet Holmgren's kind of in his second year He's, gonna, he's probably going to be rookie of the year, but he's kind of in his second year. Victor Wembanyama, huge game last night. The Spurs, they suck balls. And then you got Jaime Jaquez Jr., who's doing incredible for the Heat. I saw Ira Winderman in his mailbag today, Sunset. No, nobody covers the Heat better than Ira Winderman. And was asking if Jaime Jaquez Jr. is the best rookie since Dwayne Wade. I think it was probably one of the people in his mailbag that was asking that. Because let's... Let's pump the brakes a little bit. Let's remember what Tyler Hero did his rookie year. And, of course, what Tyler Hero did in the finals in his rookie year. But Jaime Jaquez Jr., he was your boy again last night. 17 minutes off the bench. So, the Heat, they get uh, their 14th win of the season last night. And they're playing back-to-back tonight. So, back-to-back home games, too. So, it's the Chicago Bulls who the Heat have tonight. And then they got the Bulls again, On Saturday night. So, while the football is not great tonight, you get heat basketball at 7.30. So, in the Zaslow Mansion family room, we got the heat on the big TV. We got the football Raiders-Chargers-Shitburger game on the small TV. And then at 10 o'clock, we got Panthers-Canucks-Canucks. Panthers looking to get back in the win column. Three more games on this five-game road trip. Panthers 1-1 one one so far. Not a great performance the other night. Lost 4-0 at a Seattle team that's really struggled. Vancouver, uh, I think Vancouver's good. So tonight, a, a, a much more difficult game. And and the Panthers need these two points. Let's get back on track here. Come on, we, we, can, we can't fuck around. All right, but the big news of the day is comes from the NBA. And Draymond Green... So I went on BetQL last night, or BetMGM I should say, and right when they brought me on the show, they mentioned how Draymond Green, an indefinite suspension has been levied. I didn't even know that, like they broke it to me. And so, Draymond Green last night, we find out has been suspended indefinitely. I said yesterday, five games, easy. Like that's gonna be, that, that that's the that's the floor, that's the minimum. And like I know, you know, I I had you know one of our great listeners messaged me on Twitter. He'll get just three games. He got five for choking. And obviously, the choking situation uh, is probably worse than what happened with Nurkic the other night. But it doesn't matter which one was worse. This is a pattern, a continuous pattern of violent behavior. This is an out of control, violent person. So it's not about how egregious the act was anymore. It's about he continues to act. Five games minimum was what he was getting. It's an indefinite suspension, which I think at one point, John Morant's suspension ended up being eight games last year, remember? I feel like at one point that was an indefinite suspension. But anyway, th- this will be, you got to figure, we're probably going to get at least 10, like indefinite suspension, He's and he's got to do things like, you know what, what whatever things he's got to do to appease the commissioner counseling that kind of stuff that's going to take at least 10 games now <laughs> you know like my guys uh, uh uh frank isola brian Scalabrini every morning on SiriusXM NBA radio starting lineup you know he's going to go through that john morant dr- drive through counseling you know he's going to get at le- he's going to be out at least 10 games for anyone to say okay you did the things you need to do off the court to get back but here, and, and, you know, you got people talking about, I hope he gets the help that he needs and all of that stuff. And we went through this with John Morant also. It's like, I hope John Morant gets help. And he's like, I'm sorry. That's not the tact I was taking. John Morant's out there running around waving guns and all that. John Morant, not the victim. All right. I'm not worried about John Morant getting the who, who is choosing to throw his life away. I'm not worried about John Morant getting the help he needs. I'm worried about the other people around him when he's flashing a gun, and the same thing here with Draymond Green. Talk about Draymond Green. I hope Draymond Green gets the help that he deserves. I, I'm worried about the other guys during the game who are getting punched and kicked and tackled and choked. Draymond Green's not a victim. Draymond Green's choosing to behave like a total violent asshole. I'm not sitting here hoping, man. Just hope he gets the help he needs. I, I don't give a shit. Stop being violent. Stop hurting people. Just play basketball. Uh, so I'm, so you, I'm, I'm not going to sit here as if Draymond Green is some kind of victim. And it's weird, too, where it's like, you know, they're gonna say, you got to help them go through counseling and that kind of stuff. Why? Why? You know, when I was employed at, uh, you know, when I, when I wasn't self-employed, when I was working for someone else, if, if, if I behaved like an asshole, let alone a violent asshole— it's not my employer's responsibility to get me counseling. I need to go, fix whatever I got to fix, and then I'm going to come back. Like, these players who are so coddled and babies, they are lucky. Oh, you got to help him get counseling. Why? Why is the NBA a babysitter? The NBA should look at Draymond Green saying, you need to go away. And when you come back, this shit needs to end. Why is it the NBA's responsibility to baby him and make sure he gets the counseling and the help he needs? I'm sorry, not a victim. Indefinite suspension, that's a big one. That's a very big suspension. You got to figure it's going to wind up being at least 10 games. So at that point, he'll have cost the team because he was suspended one game, one game for the Donovan Mitchell, maybe three games, I think, whatever it was. And then you add the, the previous five for the choking that's like you know, a total of eight games. This will be at least ten. He's going to wind up serving a suspension in total right now, for almost a quarter of the season. At least probably eighteen games, and we're not even at the new year yet. Uh, like this, Warrior team is done, and this is the whole thing. This whole year so far, three suspensions. We're not even December. It's a major stain on Draymond's career. Major stain. A violent asshole. Is what it comes down to. Not a victim. And I'm definitely not sitting here and telling you. I hope he gets the help he needs. i don't give a shit. Stop being a violent asshole. That's what I care about. Now that, believe it or not. Did not end up being the biggest story of the night. Big story. But the biggest story of the night came from. So, I knew something went down. With the Bucks and Pacers. And these teams have played a lot recently. Bucks won last night for the first time in these last three matchups. The game was in Milwaukee. I knew something happened. So I go and I check the box score after the game. Like, I saw Giannis had some kind of big game. 64 points for Giannis. That's all-time. That's, like, top... It's definitely top 10 all-time scoring games ever. You know, you got Wilt, obviously. You got Kobe, 81. You got... David Robinson, 72. Devin Booker had 70 that one game. Damian Lillard had 71. That's five. Uh, Gian- Giannis is 64. Probably top 10. Best scoring game in the history of the Bucs. Who, of course, had amazing players like Lou Cinder, Oscar Robertson. They've had some guys who could score. So Giannis scores 64 points. And... That ended up not even being the huge. Well, the big story was results of him scoring the 64. So he scores the 64. Uh, they win by 14, something like that. He had 26 in the fourth quarter, and you have a big commotion after the game where Giannis is running into the Pacers tunnel. Then he comes back out and has a very heated conversation with Tyrese Halliburton. Damian Lillard standing right there. It clearly wasn't a situation where Antetokounmpo was was like being aggressive toward Halliburton. It, it, Halliburton was there, kind of like confused and listening, and 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 Giannis was pointing his finger at him and really angry, but like no threat of of of, of violence because neither one of them are violent assholes. And so then after that, we end up learning there was. A situation with the game ball. The Pacers took the game ball. Giannis wanted the game ball. Career high 64. But I think also more importantly. Because it was a Bucks franchise record. 64 points. Giannis wanted the ball. I didn't really know that was a thing. That we want the ball. But Giannis. And by the way look. Giannis is going to get a heavy fine here. Because when he ran to the Pacers tunnel after the game. Number one. You're definitely not supposed to do that. But there's video footage where he's running into the Pacers' tunnel, and he's shoving and throwing security off of him. I think Pacers' security. And you got Thanasis, the brother right there, who... Can we can we be honest? Thanasis Antetokounmpo, total goon. Just a goon. And the two of them are, are throwing security all over the place and trying to get to the ball. They didn't get to it. Eventually, Giannis did get the ball. Here's Giannis after the game... Uh, he's very upset. They're asking if he got the ball. What happened there? Here's Giannis after the game.
1: Uh, I just—he's just so fortunate. I've never seen—I've never seen this before. I feel like you can—I don't—I don't know. I don't, I, I don't, I don't even—not even gonna comment on that. It's, I don't know if I have the game ball. To be honest with you, uh, and that's what you—you you thought they had the game ball. That's why you ran after them in the tunnel. I knew they had the game ball. I don't—I didn't think I have the game ball. I knew they had the ball. First of all, you cannot—I I don't know how it works, but um, I assume like I cannot just. Walking in any I didn't let I play and just take the ball like Dame was fifth of all time you know um
2: I scored 60 and then the day, like
1: I the ball that uh, they gave us I offered it to Dame like I scored 60 he scored multiple times 60 he scored 70 and the, you know uh, he should have the ball so
0: what ended up happening was The Pacers, one of the Pacers' assistant coaches, right at the final horn, ran onto the court, asked the ball, asked the referee for the ball, took the ball, left. And the reason that was given was because one of their rookies, I have no idea who he was, who he is, undrafted, I can't even pronounce his name, scored his first points. Not even a basket, a free throw. Scored his first points, so they wanted the ball. I didn't know that that's even a thing. I... I was a broadcaster for the Miami Heat for 13 years. I've never heard of that being a thing. Now, maybe that's a Pacers thing. I don't know. I've never heard of it being a thing where you get your first basket or first NBA points. It's not like getting a hit in Major League Baseball. It's not like your first goal in the National Hockey League or your first touchdown in the NFL. I've never heard of first points or basket and you take the game ball. I've never heard of that before. Especially because in baseball, that's fine. They use a thousand balls throughout the game. In hockey, that's fine. They use a thousand pucks throughout the game. In football, that's fine. They use a thousand footballs throughout the game. In basketball, apparently there are just two game balls. I've never heard of this before. And here's Rick Carlisle, coach of the Pacers, after the game, talking about like like he says there was it was a whole scene in that tunnel.
3: What happened at the after the game was uh, was unfortunate. There was, there was a misunderstanding about the game ball. Um, it was Ostra Shibway's first NBA, official NBA point, so we always get the game ball. We were not thinking about Giannis's franchise record, so we grabbed the ball. and um, a, couple of, a couple of minutes later, several of their players ended up in our hallway. And there was a big a big uh, I don't know I don't know what to call it a fracas a melee whatever. I don't think any punches were landed, but my general manager got elbowed in the ribs by one of their players um, and so he certainly has a bruised, bruised rib, and who knows you know if it's anything more than that, but um, Unfortunate situation. We don't need the, the official game ball. There's two game balls there. Um, you know, we could have taken the other one, um, but it didn't need to escalate to that.
0: I, like I said, I've never heard that this was a thing. And, and I would tell, like, the Pacers aren't at home. The pa- for the Pacers to believe, and they ha- maybe they didn't know it was a Bucks record. There's really no reason they should know it's a Bucks record. But they definitely know Giannis had 64. They definitely know they're not home. And and you heard Giannis mention this. Like you don't just get to take things. That's not their building. And whether or not they knew it was a record for for the for the Bucs, they know that 64 points is pretty fucking rare. And to think that they're just gonna take the ball because some player nobody's ever heard of. Scored his first NBA point. Fucking balls moved by the Pacers. I'm not condoning Giannis's reaction and certainly not that goon, Fanassis, who has no business being in the NBA other than being Giannis' brother. Like, have you ever seen him? He only gets to play when the game's a blowout. He is horrible. He is a horrible player. Total goon. And, yeah, I'm not excusing their behavior, but what are the Pacers doing taking that ball? They know Giannis had an amazing game. Can't just take the ball. Because some kid nobody's ever heard of scored his first point. So, there's a bad job all around. But overall, the Pacers have no business taking that ball. The whole thing is really stupid. You know what's not stupid, though? Making sure you get the best sleep of your life. And the best way to get the best sleep of your life is getting your bed sheets from Sheets and Giggles. giggles Sheetsgiggles.com. That's right. I go to sheetsgiggles.com. I get the best sleep of my life because I got the blanket, I got the comforter, I got the bedsheets, I got the pillowcases. I sleep on a eucalyptus pillow. That's right. Have you ever slept on a eucalyptus mattress? Go to sheetsgiggles.com. You're never going to have to worry about where you're getting your bed sheets from, and you're going to get the best sleep of your life. Now, what if I told you? On top of all of that, you can also get 20% off your first order. All you got to do is go to SheetsGiggles.com, use promo code ZASLOW, Z-A-S-L-O-W, 20% off your first order. And then every time you go back, my man Colin, the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles, go to at SheetsGiggles on Twitter. He's constantly putting out promo codes. If the Heat win, the Panthers win, Dolphins. And then every time you go after that, You're going to have all kinds of other promos, sales, specials going on. But the first time you go to SheetsGiggles.com, use promo code ZASLOW, Z-A-S-L-O-W, 20% off your first order, SheetsGiggles.com. All right, guys, so before we get to Jamie Eisenberg, we'll talk some Dolphins with him. We'll do the fantasy football. It's Thursday. Let's do some Zaslow Show 2.0 mail. All right. So, you know, usually sometimes Wednesday night, but usually Thursday morning, I'll send out on social media. We'll get some questions. We got a little bit of participation today. So let's answer some questions here for today's mailbag. All right. First question here. This is from my man, Nicks Hex. And he says, Zazlo <coughs> he's actually got two questions. Zazlo who is your favorite Stern show whackpacker of all time? Now, you know, uh, I'm a huge Howard Stern Show fan, although I don't listen anymore. I listened for about 25 straight years every single day. A couple years ago, I just, I don't know, guess I finally grew out of it. But huge Howard Stern fan, obviously. Who is my favorite Stern Show whack packer of all time? Probably Eric the Midget, who, of course, when that word became uh, uh, no good anymore. Eric the Actor. And, yeah, I-, I always liked when Eric was on the show. So, probably probably Eric the actor. Next question from Nick Hex is, if the Dolphins choke the division away and get bounced as a wildcard team in the first round of the playoffs, is it officially time to accept that it's never going to happen? No. No. Absolutely not. The Dolphins are in a position right now. The Dolphins have a quarterback. And if you have a quarterback, you should be able to win. You give yourself a chance every single year. And this defense is really good. I know you're not going to be able to keep everyone forever, but they have a really good head coach. They have a really good quarterback. And believe it or not, they have a really good GM. So there's, there's no reason to believe that, that, that this is it. No. It, it, I, I can't accept that it's never going to happen if they don't wind up winning this year. All right. Next question is from, from Saprisa6111. And they say, uh, Our O-line is going to have four backups this week, including a third-string center. Eichenberg, calf injury. Defense is going to have to bring it. Also, weather's not looking good. We'll see what this team coaching staff is made up of. Adversity everywhere. What are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I I think that... I think the offense could struggle this weekend. Now, Tyreek Hill's going to play. But the offensive line is very banked up. But most importantly... And I know the Dolphins scored 34 on them a few weeks ago. But this, this Jets defense is excellent. And the weather like you mentioned there. Now, I'm not afraid of losing this game because do I think Zach Wilson's going to have two weeks in a row where he plays well? Of course not. And this Dolphins defense is pretty good in its own right. But I don't see the Dolphins scoring 34 again. I think this could be a game, uh, you know, it could be like a a 23-10 Dolphins win. I could see. Next question here is from Jerry son. And he says, December is the best time of year to live in South Florida. So why do I got to feel bad about all my teams being injured? When will the snake bite heal? Well, I, I think the Heat are being, uh, look, the Heat have real injuries, but they're being precautionary for sure. The-, the Dolphins have been a bit precautionary as well, but the offensive line obviously is hurting right now. I, I-, I don't think there's anything, I-, I don't think there's any snake bit. I mean, especially when it comes to the NFL, Every team is dealing with this. Every team is dealing with this at this time of year. Aaron asks, Zazlo, how do you feel about the Canes potentially joining the Big 12? Uh, look, the Canes have never been able to win the ACC. And the Big 12 is certainly better than the ACC. Now, they're going to play... If they do join the Big 12, I think it's... You know, as long as you still get to play FSU every year, you got to keep the natural rivalry. Would I miss playing teams like Virginia Tech each season? Yeah, but at the same time, I like the idea of being able to mix it up. You know what? What, what I hate, you know, the Canes being able to, uh, you know, I know, I know, Texas and Oklahoma are moving in the SEC, but you know, other teams like Kansas State, Texas Tech, UCF, TCU, uh, Houston, BYU. Like, I don't know, it could be fun teams. So what? I don't have. I'm not gonna have any type of nostalgia of the Canes not being in the ACC anymore. They never won the ACC. Next question is from Jackson. What will be the Dolphins defense biggest adjustment this weekend? I don't think the Dolphins defense has to make some big adjustments. Dolphins defense played really well this weekend. Now, yeah, they looked like those old late 90s, early 2000s defenses where they'd play great defense, they'd play great all game and then give it up in the fourth quarter in a big spot. That actually hasn't been the case for this year's defense. This year's defense has made big plays for the most part in big spots. It's the offense, except for the Charger game. It's the offense that hasn't come up with the big plays in the big spots. Uh, yeah, I I don't think defense needs to change anything. defense was really good on Monday night. They blew it in the end. Yeah. And finally, let's do one more. This is from Michael. Can the Dolphins' loss to Tennessee help them the same way the Gators, uh, you know, in 2008 against Ole Miss when Tim Tebow had the speech at the end of the game? I I don't think it's the same thing. You know, Tebow clearly has special powers. And and we all remember that speech. Uh, amazing, amazing speech. We won't lose again. Nobody's going to outwork us. I promise you that. I, I, I don't know. Look, we're going to find out a little bit about this Dolphin team this weekend. We are. If they have back-to-back losses against a shit Jets team, we, we're going to have a problem. Or we're going to find out a little bit of what they're made of. You know, all the talk about, especially Tua, this is not the same old Dolphin team from the years past. All right, we're going to find out, we're going to find out a little bit about your favorite football team this weekend, that's for sure. And that's another edition of Zaslow Show 2.0 Mailbag. Hey, if you're in the market for a new car, there's only one car dealership I'm sending you guys to. You know we're talking about North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. At North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you're talking an extensive new and pre-owned Subaru inventory, plus used cars, trucks, SUVs of every make and model, you're sure to find your next vehicle at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. If you just need to get your car serviced, and by the way, they service more than Subaru. Every make and model you bring to North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you're going to be treated like royalty. Plus, all new Subarus and most pre-owned vehicles, they come with a lifetime warranty, so you know that you're covered right now. At North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, what if I told you you can make zero down payment, zero payments for three months, and zero security deposit? Is that something you'd be interested? Yeah, of course you would. Also, how about a new 2024 Subaru Outback Premium? You can lease for just 23 for excuse me for just 321 a month for 36 months with 59.95 due at signing with approved credit, or What about a brand new 24 Crosstrek for just $219 a month for 36 months with $54.95 due at signing? Go to nflsubaru.com. That's nflsubaru.com for full details. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the location you know with an experience you'll love. All guests on Zaslow's Show 2.0 brought to us by the official beer of the program, Johnny Cuba. European roots with that Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's how you can enjoy NFL Week 15, which gets going tonight. Chargers and Raiders, pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, your local Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie Remember, always drink responsibly. And, of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. Our pal is CBS Sports fantasy football expert Jamie Eisenberg joining us here with the video. Good to see you. How are you?
1: It's good to see you as well. You know, it's funny because you don't usually get to see me when you're doing your your ad reads, and every time you say steak tranquilo, I, I have a big smile on my face. Um, good. You're gonna you're gonna need a lot of Johnny Cuba for tonight's game. <laughs>
0: well, it, you know you know what I think will also bring a smile to your face. I was thinking about you last night because I finally got around to it. I saw your cousin's movie. Now you see me. Okay. I watched it last night for the very first time. I think okay. maybe we brought this up like two years ago. Yeah. And it, it's been on it's been on HBO, I think, a lot recently. And so I, I said to my son, it was like a little before the heat game started. So I ended up watching the heat game, like the first half, the heat game on the small TV in the Zaslow Mansion family room. And on the big TV, being my son and my wife, we were watching Now You See Me. We enjoyed okay. it. That was a fun little movie.
1: It is. Now you got to see the sequel. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's fun. It's one of those movies that, you know, it's, uh, it's obviously <laughs> a little silly, but it's, it, you know, it's fun. And he did a great job with it. And, um, the, the second one, they tie in a couple, a couple of the storylines from the first one. So it's fun.
0: Is, is the second one. Like it's like, it's also good. It's worth watching.
1: Uh, the first one is definitely better. Um, I, I, I won't, uh, I won't, I won't try to build up the second one to be better, but you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, when you get attached to characters and you see the second one, you see how they evolve and and it's got a a good, good story to it. And they, they, like I said, they tie in the first movie as well. So that's good.
0: Now, now for folks who don't know, you know, the one of the, I mean, it's Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, Jesse Eisenberg, of course, is Jamie Eisenberg's cousin. If, if you didn't like one of his movies, he's your cousin. I mean, if you didn't like one of his movies, do you tell him to his face he yeah, hadn't really like it?
1: Um, I don't know if I've ever told him I don't like one of his movies. I really haven't seen anything that I haven't liked. I'm um, trying to
0: think of if he has a movie that I don't think is good. I And I'm having a hard time thinking of one, actually.
1: Yeah, you know, and, and you obviously like the – you like the comic book movie. So, like, you know, he got he got a lot of flack for playing Lex Luthor um, just because I, I think was it great. was against the norm. You know, some, some different casting. I thought he was great. Yeah. Um, you know, but – for the most part, no, I don't think I've ever seen anything of his that I don't like. Did he like but playing I, Lex Luthor? I'm sorry? Did he enjoy playing Lex Luthor? Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think he, the, the thing that's great about his career is he's got gotten to do a lot of different things. You know, he's gotten to, um, he's gotten to write, he's gotten to direct, he's gotten to play, you know, in, in some some action movies. Like, you know, I think Now You See Me qualifies a little bit. Um, he's gotten to play a lot of comedies. He's gotten to host Saturday Night Live. You know, I mean, he's had the, the blessing of, of doing a lot of fun things
0: the, uh, it's funny when, when the movie started last night and, and your cousin came on screen and my wife goes, is that Zuckerberg? And I go, (laughs) first of all, it's Eisenberg. And he only played Zuckerberg. All right. That was, that was not, that's not a documentary. His name is Eisenberg. So anyway, of course, I mean, that's, that's, that's his biggest movie, right? Like without, not that he's not a great actor because he is, but it's almost like that movie, the social network, that catapulted his career.
1: Oh, I put him on the map. Yeah. I mean he was yeah. nominated for Academy Award. He was for best actor. You know, it was uh it was just one of those, you know, game changing roles that, you know, a lot of actors dream about, you know, and and the movie was so well done, um, well written, you know, the cast was fantastic and, you know, it took you behind the scenes of clearly one of the most popular things in the world of Facebook. So it was it was great. And the book's great too. If you ever want to read the book about it, it's, it's fantastic.
0: Jamie, what did you make of the finish that well overall, what did you make of the Dolphins on Monday night?
1: I mean, just mind-blowing. You know, I, I don't think it, – it. it's funny because that game ended, obviously, after the first one. I think if it had gone the other way and you were watching the end of the Packers-Giants game and somebody told you the Dolphins lost, you would have been like, there's no conceivable way the Dolphins lost that game. Um, you know, give the Titans credit for hanging around. Uh, Dolphins, obviously, a lot of mistakes. You know, fumble inside the five. Um, you know, some, some costly, you know, I don't want to say coaching decisions, but, you know, the injuries clearly played a big part of that. Connor Williams going out. Tyree Kill's, you know, injury was huge. Um, sometimes you need a loss like this to get, you know, refocus, especially with what's coming up for Miami. Not that that's a good loss by any stretch, you know, because you like to have that game in your back pocket, knowing that the bills are now surging a little bit and you have that game, you know, sort of headed for a collision course in, in week 18. But, you know, it, I, I think it kind of shows them that they can't just rely on Tyreek Hill to sort of save them every time there's, there, there's a problem. Um, and I, I think it, you know, kind of opens up, up a lot of eyes to, you know, still Tua's growth. You know, he's, he's certainly had a big season, but. When he doesn't have his safety blanket and, and a game-changing player, can he make some plays? And can he make some plays in, in some hurry-up situations? You know, that was a little bit, you know, disappointing that, you know, he's just not a guy who feels like can do a lot of things off-script. And I think that's the next evolution of where he'll get to, and I think he'll get there.
0: I think that that was my biggest takeaway from the game Monday night. And, you know, the way that I referenced it was Tua can make magical throws. He doesn't make magical plays. Yep. And I think that right there is what you're talking about. When they force him out of pocket, he's got to scramble. He's got to make something out of nothing. He doesn't do that.
1: Yep, and and that's look. It's it's. You know, we, we're hearing a lot, obviously, with the MVP talk about Brock Purdy's system quarterback, and, you know, Tua's kind of the same thing, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's okay to be a system quarterback if you've mastered the system, and it seems like Purdy's mastered his system, and I think Tua has for his as well. But that's what makes the, the, the great quarterbacks great is when the system breaks down and when guys aren't healthy and when things are falling apart, what can you do to change the game? And that's, again, where I think Tua has to get to.
0: Does I I think the game ended the conversation for Tua in the MVP race? Yes. If you're an MVP, yeah, you, you have to be able to carry your team in that spot. And he didn't. Uh, but does the game also enhance Tyreek Hill's MVP case?
1: It, it absolutely does, you know. And uh, I think the thing that first off, he's got to get to two thousand yards. I don't if he gets if he doesn't get to that record breaking, you know, plateau, then he doesn't really have a shot because does the it have to, to be win.
0: in sixteen?
1: In 16 games, um, I don't know if that's necessarily the 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 cause of it, you know, him winning or losing it. Um, I also think that they, ha- they probably have to get the one seed. You know, th- those two things I think have to happen for Tyreek to win it because it's the the deck is already stacked against him because you're starting to see some of these quarterbacks ascend a little bit. You know, with what Dak is doing, with what Purdy's doing. I still think what Jalen Hurts is capable of doing if they finish strong, and I'll still throw Lamar Jackson's name in there as well. I think Patrick Mahomes is probably going to you know, not do enough. And and you mentioned, too, I think he also is falling, falling out of it. And then you still got to overcome Christian McCaffrey, too, who's going to be in the race as a non-quarterback. But it's typically a quarterback award. Uh, if you're Tyreek Hill right now, you should be aiming for the Offensive Player of the Year award because I think that's well within reach. For that, I think that's a two-horse race between him and McCaffrey. So MVP is probably tough for the Dolphins, especially if they don't get the one team.
0: Buffalo's got Dallas this weekend. If Buffalo gets past Dallas, we're staring right at Week 18 for the AFC's Championship Dolphins bills, right?
1: One hundred percent, you know, and look, that's not to say that the Dolphins can't get by Dallas and can't get by Baltimore. But, you know, Buffalo has played themselves back into it, you know, and and give them credit. I think, you know, when they fired Ken Dorsey, it was like, okay, things are really falling apart. You know, when you start to make coordinator changes in the middle of the season. But Joe Brady's been better for that team. They start to run the ball better. You know, they've unleashed James Cook, which has been nice for fantasy managers. Uh, But the Bills have sort of stabilized. Now they have two huge injuries going into this game against Dallas. You know, A.J. Epineza has been one of their best pass rushers. And then Micah Hyde, clearly one of their best uh, defensive backs and sort of uh, you know safety blanket rock for them in, in, in the back end of that defense, you don't want to have those two guys missing against the Cowboys unless, of course, you're a Dolphins fan. You'd like to see those guys missing for the Bills. So uh, Dallas is a, is a tough opponent. You know we'll be talking about that next week, obviously a lot uh, for Dolphins. But um, you know if they can get by uh, Dallas in their building, then they're you know sort of setting themselves up, like you said, for that collision course.
0: Before we get to some games here, do you believe the Belichick stuff that the Colts uh, that after the Colts game? that a decision was made that they're going to move on from Belichick.
1: I don't necessarily think that that's something Robert Kraft has decided on yet because you don't have that type of scenario unfold. Like, you know, we have, we saw it in front of our eyes, you know, you're old enough to remember it. I, I covered the end of, you know, the, I'm sorry, the beginning of the Jimmy Johnson tenure. That was right when I was getting out of college. Um, when the Dolphins made a decision to move on from Don Shula and, you know, Somewhat similar, somewhat different, but they had their guy in place. They had Jimmy Johnson in place. You know, it was a, the Miami Hurricanes coach who wanted to move on from the Cowboys. And, you know, it was just an easy change from the standpoint of you have the clear successor. They don't have that, I think, in place. You know, I don't, I don't think there's, there's certainly nobody on that staff. There's certainly nobody that's like a Patriots guy. Like I don't think Gerard Mayo is the, the heir apparent to Bill Belichick to push him out the door. And so do you give him an opportunity to at least get the high draft pick and see if they can find their quarterback and maybe come back one more time? You also have to wonder if you're Belichick at this point with the Chargers job that's going to be open and knowing that you have that quarterback there, that's the most coveted job in football right now. There are a lot of talk that, that that's the job Sean Payton wanted. He was waiting for that Chargers job to open up and had that job been open. He would have gone there in a heartbeat. That's the dream job right now because you got Justin Herbert locked up. I don't care about anything else around him. You have that guy locked up. And so, young quarterback that could be a superstar. If Belichick wants that job, I think he can have it. You know, just based on what the Chargers may do and how they might want to approach it. So, unless he's looking at it from that standpoint, like there's a place that he wants to be to, does he want to go to Washington and have to rebuild there as opposed to rebuild with the Patriots, which is, you know, the team that he's you know brought to success? I don't. Ima- I, but but to answer your question, sorry for the rambling, but to answer your question, I don't think the 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 Kraft family and Robert Kraft in particular has made the decision that we're moving on from Belichick.
0: All right, let's get to it here, Jamie. Tonight we start things out week fifteen. Uh, I would imagine all fantasy leagues are in their fantasy football playoffs now. We're usually talking week 15, 16, 17 for fantasy playoffs. I suppose there are leagues that maybe only do week 16 and 17. But for the most part, we're in the fantasy football playoffs now. So this is very important stuff. Uh, Tonight, you got Chargers and Raiders. What do we like?
1: Not a lot. (laughs) I mean, obviously, you know, you lose Justin Herbert and you lose Keenan Allen. So it's it's Austin Eckler a bust for the most part for the Chargers. Uh, we could see Josh Palmer coming back from IR, missed the last six games with a knee injury, make some plays because they need him. Quentin Johnson, the rookie wide receiver, has made some plays the last couple of weeks, so maybe he gets a boost as well just based on some targets. But again, you're talking about a backup quarterback. Uh, I do think if you're desperate for a DST, both are really in play, but the Raiders are very much more uh, appealing with the, the lack of star talent on the Chargers side of the football. For the Raiders, you're down Josh Jacobs, most likely listed as doubtful. So by the time you're listening to this, you may find out that he's out. I don't expect him to play. Uh, so if you're desperate for a running back, I would lean toward Amir Abdullah over Zamir White because Abdullah's role in the passing game. They just don't seem to like Zamir White very much. So we'll find out how much Antonio Pierce in the coaching staff uses him, and if they are chasing points, I think Abdullah is better. But Devontae Adams still a number two receiver, and really that's it. So if it, the, in terms of must start options for me, it's Eckler for sure, it's Adams for sure, and it's the Raiders' DSD for sure.
0: Dolphins Jets Sunday afternoon. Jets defense we know is great. Uh, Dolphins offense they're they're likely going to be down. It, it, you know. At least two. Connor Williams has done. Robert Hunt probably not ready to return yet. Dolphins' offense may struggle again. What do we like there?
1: I think you're looking at it as the running backs, assuming Devon H.N. plays because he's got a toe injury, uh, they're both must-starts. Hard to get away from them, even in a bad game for H.N. last What if you had red? to
0: choose between the two?
1: I'm going most I, I think the Dolphins have made that decision, too. You know, the, the Washington game... Despite the fact that HN had the huge stat line, he didn't really do much until the game was well in hand and Mostert was sitting the majority of the second half. So they're very much in, in the Mostert camp first. And so it's just a matter of how the game flow unfolds and what they need HN for. But I, I, I'm not starting HN over Moster at this point. So I'll lean toward the veteran. Um, Tyreek Hill said on a Twitch stream last night, I think it was, that he's going to play. Um, so it sounds like he's going to be all right. Uh, Waddle's interesting because we haven't seen the huge numbers from him. And this Jets defense is great. However, on that Black Friday game, he had one of his best games this season. So he's not a slam dunk, but he is still a borderline number two receiver. If I've been starting him all season long, I'm not benching him for this game, especially if you start three receivers. So for the most part, you're starting the four main Dolphins. Two is tough to trust, you know, not just because you got a banged up Tyree and a banged up offensive line. He doesn't have the best history against the Jets. He only played them really three times in his career uh, because he's missed a lot of games against them due to injury. But this is still a really good defense, and they're number one in fewest fantasy points allowed to opposing wide receivers. So while Waddle had a good game and while Tyreek had a good game, Tua had some turnovers in that game under 10 fantasy points. That's tough to trust. So easy week, to, I think, to get away from Tua if you can. Uh,
0: you know what? I'm going to ask you about these Saturday games individually. Give me uh, – got three Saturday games, one 4 So we've got a good day of football this Saturday. Vikings-Bengals, what do you like?
1: we got an injury to monitor with Alexander Madison. If he's out, you need a running back this week. Ty Chandler is going to get probably 20 total touches in the Bengals' run defense's uh, defense against running backs because he'll do some things in the passing game. He's got seven catches in the last four games. Um, he'll do some things there, I think, that can help you if you're if you're stuck. So if you're missing Jacobs tonight, for example, or Isaiah Pacheco, some of the other injured running backs, uh, Chandler is a good replacement option, especially if you're placing Madison. Jefferson is expected to play Justin Jefferson. So back to must-start status. Um, not a top-five wide receiver just because the quarterback change. You want to see what he looks like. But still, if you have Justin Jefferson on your team, very difficult to bench him. And then TJ Hawkinson's a must-start guy because the Bengals are the number one team in terms of most fantasy points allowed to tight ends. He should be an easy start. Uh, For the Bengals, I think Jamar Chase, you start him as a number two receiver. Not again, slam dunk uh, start. But hopefully they're in a situation where Jake Browning's leaning on him. Joe Mixon's been fantastic the last two games. You're starting him. I don't want to trust Browning or Mullins unless I have to. More uh, super flex with two quarterback league quarterbacks. Steelers and Colts. Not a lot to like, honestly. Uh, I mean, Michael Pittman's a star, so you're starting him. He's been fantastic. And I hope this is a breakout game for Zach Moss. And I say that because he was fantastic early in the season, but the last two weeks have been miserable. He's going to most likely start again. I don't think Jonathan Taylor's back from the thumb injury. Uh, so if he does start, I still think he's a number two running back. The Steelers have been beat up the last two weeks by James Conner on the ground two weeks ago, and Ezekiel Elliott in through the air last week had seven catches. Moss can do both, so he can catch the ball and he can run the ball. If he scores, you'll be happy. So, again, more of a number two running back. And then for the Steelers, Deontay Johnson, number three receiver at best. And good luck trying to figure out those running backs. Najee Harris needs to score. Jalen Warren just doesn't get enough work. The Colts' run defense is susceptible, but not exactly beatable. So, flex options at best for the Steelers.
0: And Broncos-Lions on Saturday night.
1: Should be a fun game. You know, if the Lions get their offensive line healthy, that will certainly help. I think they run the ball a lot here because the Broncos – Past defense has been absolutely amazing. After that miserable start to the season, and certainly Dolphins fans remember that, how bad that game was when they scored 70 points. They've really turned things around. I think it's like nine straight games where they've held a quarterback under 20 fantasy points. That includes Patrick Mahomes twice, Josh Allen, uh, C.J. Stroud. They've just been really good against opposing quarterbacks. So I don't want to trust Jared Goff fully, and he's definitely been better at home than on the road. So I look for both Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery to be great. That being said, you're obviously starting a Ross St. Brown. And you're starting uh, Sam Laporta for the Broncos. Javante Williams more in that borderline running back to flex range. Uh, Decent starter, not great. They lost one of their key defensive linemen. The Lions did last week, and it showed up in their run defense. And then Cortland Sutton's got a touchdown in seven of his last eight games. Ten touchdowns on the season. He's been fantastic. Just not a lot of targets, but hard to get away from, especially against that line secondary.
0: So, Jamie, over the next couple days, what injuries are we
1: keeping an eye on? You want to see um, if if Pacheco will come back for the – for the Chiefs, that's a big one at the running back position because tough matchup against the Patriots, but obviously he's been, uh, you know, a superstar. Um, Geno Smith is a big one. I'll tell you what, if you need a quarterback this week, last time we saw him was a, a game against Dallas Had over 35 fantasy points had 35 fantasy points. Um, the Eagles are terrible against quarterbacks in passing games, so if he does play, good starter. And if you need a quarterback in two quarterback leagues or super flex, Drew Locke, in case Geno Smith does not play. Um, obviously, Devon H.N. someone we got to keep an eye on. Uh, Jonathan Taylor with a thumb injury. got to keep an eye on the saints with Taysom Hill. You know, he's been a really good tight end for fantasy purposes. Uh, he's been banged up. Missed last week's game. Keep an eye on that. Uh, Chris olave has got an ankle injury. Keep an eye on him. DJ Moore. I think it was just more of a Wednesday maintenance thing. Um, I don't think there's any other like major Allen's
0: out this weekend.
1: Oh, I'm or sorry. Tonight. Well, in terms of tonight, yes. Keenan, Allen's out. Uh, and Josh Jacobs, not expected to play. So we already have those kind of yeah. expectations. And again, Alexander Madison, not expected to play as well.
0: Good job, Jamie. Tell everybody how they can catch you leading up to tonight's game and this weekend.
1: Yeah, check us out, CBS Sports HQ, uh, our Fantasy Football Today YouTube, uh, our Fantasy Football Today podcast, which is also found on our YouTube page. Uh, We go seven days a week, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and then um, obviously on Twitter at Jamie Eisenberg, and then uh, all CBSSports.com. You get all of our content.
0: Awesome, Jamie. Thank you, pal. Appreciate you. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too. Week fifteen of the NFL is getting going tonight. So all ready for that, we got the Panthers late night with the Cats. We got the Heat at home, second straight night in a row at home, the Heat and the Chicago Bulls. There's a lot happening here. All right, but first, if you guys are thinking of getting a new home, you know, maybe like, you know what, I can upgrade. I'm looking to move into a new neighborhood. You got to find the right home, and you want the process to be you, you want it to be an exciting process. You don't want to be anxious. You don't want to be worried. How are you are going to find the house? Are, are you going to get the best deal out there? You need to find a trusted real estate broker. And that's why I'm telling you about Matthew H. Mashler, Signature Real Estate Finder, your trusted real estate broker. If you're looking for your dream home in any part of beautiful South Florida, you look no further than Matthew H. Mashler, Signature Real Estate Finder, We're talking over a decade of experience. Matthew specializes in luxury homes. He's a certified luxury home marketing specialist. Matthew H. Mashler, 561-208-3334. Again, 561-208-3334. Maybe you're looking to sell your home right now. Matthew H. Mashler, Signature Real Estate Finder, realestatefinder.com. Or maybe you're already in the business. You want to take your real estate career to the next level? You can join the Signature team. Signature real estate companies are South Florida's industry leaders, ranked number one in Boca, one of the tops in all of the state of Florida, offices all throughout the state, including Delray, Coral Springs, Parkland, Fort Lauderdale, Naples, Palm Beach, Orlando, a whole lot more. The Signature team is where you want to be. So if you're looking to buy your dream home, Matthew H. Mashler, 561-208-3334. You want to sell your current property, realestatefinder.com. Or you're just looking to join the best in the business. Contact Matthew H. Mashler today, 561-208-3334, realestatefinder.com. Matthew H. Mashler, Mashler, your pathway to exceptional real estate experiences. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal, we start out here. So Gilbert Arenas, he's got his own show, his own podcast. It's uh, uh Gil's Arena, right? Good name, Gil's Arena. And here they decide to bring up the Draymond Green situation. And I don't know, the, the rhetoric around this conversation with Gilbert Arenas, it's kind of ugly. Give this a listen.
3: So look, the Go Bear Choke was questionable but defensible because the Dre was coming to protect Clay. Uh, this latest incident left many people scratching their heads. So, just, what do y'all think about the situation? And how do you how do you <laughs> react to this video? Hey man, listen, <laughs> I know
2: what Dre doing. He's taking care
3: of these euros one at a time.
2: <laughs> yeah, mean, Dre, I can't Dre. Right, they, 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 they the media is trying to push these, your own, <laughs> and you choking and slapping them back. I get it,
3: baby. Do your thing. Well, he only did it to two.
0: Yeah, he got he got about six M-O. Now, the first thing I want to, now, Gilbert Arenas, he's provocative. He says things that get attention, and, and, and a lot of times they have fun on that show. I don't think that clip's very fun. First of all, nobody on the show disagrees with him. You know, it's, it's one of the reasons I'll, I'll never give that, that barbershop show with LeBron James a second. Like, what barbershop do you know of where everyone just agrees? No no one disagrees. No one argues. No one goes back at each other. They're just agreeing with Gilbert Arenas there. So that right there, I, I don't understand that. But while, while he may be right, that drink look, Demontis Sabonis, Rudy Gobert, Yusuf Nurkic, I mean, there may be a point to be had there with Draymond Green going after the European players, but the the rhetoric around it, the way that... Like, Gilbert Arenas is encouraging. It. It's like, yeah, get these European players out of our league. It, it, it comes off very xenophobic. It comes off, you know, borderline racist. It's it's not... Like, it, it's it's pretty wacky rhetoric, and everyone there just laughing like it's fun. Yeah, let's just get rid of all the Europeans. I don't know, man. I don't like it. I'm going big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So yesterday, and we played the clip yesterday, Cam Newton. Now, I didn't agree with what Cam Newton was saying about Dak Prescott, Tua Tonga-Vailoa being game managers. But look, Cam Newton's able to have his opinion. He is a former MVP. Here's Kimberly A. Martin on first take yesterday, and she – internet was going after her for going after Cam Newton.
2: I'm just so – like, honestly – like, who passed the outfit for a second. Um, he literally, sa- in the year of 2023, where it's all about NFL backups, where is camp? Not on an NFL roster, right? So he's talking about all these NFL game managers. He sounds like the people literally tweeting at me from their basement, like, get back in the kitchen. Like, it's like, you are at home watching me. Like, like just, just, just turn the
1: TV
0: off. Probably like, in the
1: kitchen. <laughs> like, it it just sounds so foolish.
0: I'm going not a. I'm going not a big deal because while while I don't, I, yes, I, I do think she's right. In Cam Newton comes off bitter. Cam Newton for a couple years now has been saying he would still be a he's a starting caliber quarterback in the NFL. Look, the last time Cam Newton played, he did not belong in the league. There's a reason why he is not in the league anymore. But he's allowed to have his opinion. The part that sucks, though, is, you know, everyone was going after Kimberly A. Martin. And, and there's a there's a tinge of, you know, she's a black woman. Why is she putting down a black man on television? And I, that that shouldn't have to do with anything. Like, she shouldn't have to take that kind of, you know, harassment, if you will. But I'm, I'm going, not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So last night, the Pittsburgh Penguins. How about this? NHL overtime shootouts. They're three rounds, sometimes they have to go into a fourth or into a fifth round. Well, like for instance, in a loss a couple weeks ago in Toronto, Panthers had to go into a fourth round in Toronto. Well, how about the Penguins last night winning in 12 rounds?
2: Jansen Harkins, after this
3: marathon of a shootout, can walk it off.
0: deal because i don't know if you remember it was like 10 years ago the panthers i believe it was against the capitals they want to shoot out it was like 20 rounds so i'm going not a big deal and finally big deal or not a big deal so ernie johnson ernie johnson greatest probably greatest studio host of all time he was honored last night radio hall of fame radio broadcasting hall of fame and how about the nhl on tnt crew it's a very good studio show too Liam McHugh, Anson Carter, Henrik Lundqvist, and uh, and and what's his name? Uh, Paul Bissonette. Very good studio show as well. Here's the NHL and TNT crew congratulating Ernie.
2: Did by Verizon. Uh, You know, listen, we just talked to Brad Marchand. He is the reigning Mr. TNT, but the truth is right around here. There is only one Mr. Eclipse. TNT, and that, of course, nice. is exactly the legend. Ernie Johnson, uh, the godfather himself, the heart of and soul of this network and last night's EJ inducted into the Sports Broadcasting Hall of Fame.
3: You know what's cool? It's like my dad was a broadcaster for TBS. For as long as there's been TBS, our family's been involved in it, and that means the world to me because my dad taught me about loyalty. My dad taught me everything. How to be a husband, how to be a father, how to be a professional. And so to still be sitting there in that chair for 34 seasons at inside the NBA, it's pretty special.
2: He's simply the best. And you know what else is cool? That last night present him with the award, Shaq, Kenny, and Chuck showed up. Surprised him. He thought they were going to be on the air. It was Tuesday night, so they took off from work, went there, and they presented the award. I love it. Just amazing. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Listen, I, I think, you know, we have Gretzky on this panel, and, yeah. and in hockey, he is the goat. To me, in this profession, Ernie is the goat. He, he is that guy. I'm
0: going big deal. It's obviously a really nice job by the NHL and TNT crew, but I'll tell you, uh, Ernie Johnson, the, the rare television personality, the rare broadcaster who just universally beloved. All the viewers love him. Nobody's got a bad thing to say about him and really feels like he's going to be that super rare personality who, when their time is up, like, no one has a critical thing to say about him. You know, Al Michaels. Al Michaels has been removed from NBC's postseason coverage, Noah Eagles taking his place. I'm not sure what the details there are, but Al Michaels, who is maybe the all-time greatest play-by-play man, even Al Michaels now this past year, really two years, has been getting a lot of criticism from viewers, from listeners, from fans, just that uh, he hasn't been into it. Ernie Johnson, you're never going to hear anyone with a critical word about this man. And just a great, great man, a really kind Family man, really, really uh, great honor. It's a big deal, and that right there is another addition. A big deal, not a big deal. Yes, huge sports night tonight. Week 15 NFL getting going. Heat, Bulls, Panthers, Canucks. I mean, can we start this show tomorrow celebrating a double dip from the previous night? Let's go! Come on, that's what I'm talking about. Today's show also brought to us by Bet Online. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the show today. Thanks, everyone, who obviously helped put together a great show. Can't do it without all your hard work. We'll talk to you on Zaslow show 2.0 tomorrow. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack Of Johnny Cuba, that's right, that's what I look forward to after every show, and now my day's work is done, I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, we're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, I'm gonna sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day.